Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Does picking an outfit have you running a little too fashionably late? We get it. Great taste takes time. That's why Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, has your back with the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, delivered in under 60 minutes. Convenience never goes out of style. So if you need to spend some extra time in the mirror instead of at the store, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Yes! Oh my God! When we went to Texas, why did we go to Texas? Oh, for a screening of my movies. And we brought hot dogs from Berkeley. Hot dogs, armor hot dogs. What kind of kids eat armor hot dogs? Even kids with chicken pox love hot dogs. 200 hot dogs in Texas. It was extremely cool. Welcome to American Prankster, the rivetingly incredible, historically fascinating life story of Wavy Gravy, original beatnik, hippie icon, comedy pioneer, and pioneering activist who uses humor as a weapon. Wavy, Wesley, Wesley Wavy, you may recognize each other. I from see her, yeah. That other voice is Zappo. He's a second-generation hog farmer who helped facilitate remote recording with Wavy because Wavy is not a tech dude. If you're going to call Wavy, try the landline. All right. If you see a panther, don't answer. If you see a panther, looking, get the hell Don't out answer. I'm Dinesh, one of the great uh, short poetry writers of the world. All right. I'm going to hit record on the voice recorder. I'm producer Rainbow Valentine, and this is bonus episode number one. Wugga wugga! Wugga wugga, Thessaly. It is now 12.18. Should we call it, like, what, one or... One is usually good. About 40, 45 minutes is perfect. Okay, so I'm going to come back at one. Toward the one. Toward the one. It is now recording. How are you, Wave? Am I spectacular like always? Great storytelling on Saturday. I remember nothing. So I was lucky enough to nail down original beatnik hippie icon comedy pioneer and pioneering activist Wavy Gravy for 15 hours of interviews during the height of this century's first pandy in 2020. My chromosomes have amnesia. Amnesia, I tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Now, the initial 11 episodes of American Prankster are somewhat linear, as I tried to share Wavy's life story mostly chronologically. Alert! Alert! (laughs) Ooh, alert! The bonus episodes are not linear, not chronological. Just more weird, wonderful, and historic stories from my friend, mentor, and inspiration, Wavy Gravy, and other counterculture psychedelic pioneers of all generations. Thanks for listening. Let's dive in. Tell me how you got your teeth knocked out. What do you mean, out? I heard from Rachel Donahue you had your teeth knocked out at a demonstration. I have no memory of this. I think I knocked out my teeth by uh, eating too many candy bars. 
brush a brush a brush Here's the new iPana with the brand new flavor. It's dandy for your teeth. My tooth situation grew more and more desperate as various teeth would surrender to the dentist pliers and be replaced with fake teeth until I got nothing left but fake teeth. If you brush them well last night, they're clean now. And then this dentist heard me say the only flag I wanted to salute was a rainbow, and so he designed for me a rainbow bridge, which is absolutely phenomenal. When I was a camper, you told us you brushed your teeth with a Snickers bar and gargled with cherry soda. Oh yes, soda. this is true. How did it come to pass that my teeth were destroyed? You'll wonder where the yellow went when you brush your teeth with that soda. I used to brush my teeth with a Snickers bar and gargle with Hopman's black cherry soda. Brush them again after breakfast, so they'll be clean again until lunch. And after a while, <laughs> I started to lose one tooth after another until there was nothing left. And that's what I would say at the uh, end of the uh, evening program. Ladies talking about evening program at Camp Winter Rainbow, where the nightly amusements are called evening program. And right before the kids are sent from evening program to their teepees where they live at camp, Wavy weaves the story of his demised chompers. I would say to the children on their way to their teepees and the nighty-night show, Brush them if you got them! And uh, somebody would reply, Soak them if you want them! Brush up, brush up, brush up. Here's the new Ipana with the brand new flavor. Knocks out DJ Germs best! Fresh, clean, and minty, We got in touch with General Foods to send us like 20 cases of Jello because we were going to have a moat full of Jello for uh, security. Jello, brand gelatin, up all desserts. You'll love the one that tastes so light and makes such fun. We had so much media from doing security at various things, so we were taken seriously by General Foods, and they gave us the Jello. And then the uh, particular event was canceled, and we just like threw the jello in the possum belly of the bus until this is gets good. We drove up in, in uh, Santa Cruz. I think it's Santa Cruz, yeah. And who shows up but the evil, nefarious Thomas King facade. Thomas King Forsad, also known as Gary Goodson, was a journalist who ran the underground press syndicate, also known as the Alternative Press Syndicate, which was a network of counterculture newspapers and magazines formed in 1966. 
Thomas King Forsad also founded the magazine High Times in 1974, the beacon for cannabis enthusiasts everywhere. Back to Wavy. And he has the turret of a B-29 lashed to the roof of his hearse. And that just screamed for Jell-O. So we put it on the stage in Santa Cruz and broke out the cherry Jell-O. And it was fine until about 11 o'clock when the sun beat down on the Jell-O and it turned to soup. So it was then we had the inspiration of dry ice. And so we threw the dry ice into the molten jello and it jellified again. A beautiful cherry jello. People really got into it. The hippies were diving in it. The jello is flying all over the place. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was it. That was the, the jello thing and was that a music festival or a or a protest? Uh, we were working our way across country. Well, once we threw the dry ice in the jello, it rejelloed and uh, also smoked. Smoke would these bubbles would form at the bottom of the jello and then they would rise up through the jello and then burst uh, making a bloop. And so the whole audience is blooping along with the bubbles. <laughs> and these hippies made the glorious poster to go with the event. A giant poster said, World Peace Through Smoking Jello." <laughs> and that was my favorite uh, anti-war poster of all our uh, activities. World Peace Through Smoking Jello. Okay, if any hippie out there has the World Peace Through Smoking Jello poster, email me a picture because I can't find it on the internet. And we've got to see it. it was wow. Awfully good. Do you still eat Jello? Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we read all about it. It was invented by uh, this woman. It was all about it. It was made out of animal parts. Jello. It was kind of scary. <laughs> so humans have been consuming gelatin since the dawn of Homo sapienism, as gelatin is derived from animal collagen. Like Kleenex, Band-Aids, and Xerox, Jell-O is a brand of gelatin that we now consider all gelatin desserts to be called. Jell-O, spelled J-E-L-L-O, is currently owned by Kraft Heinz and began its iconic journey in 1897 when a cough syrup-making dude named Pearl Bixby Waite and his wife May trademarked the word and added sugar and fruit flavoring to granulated gelatin, which was patented in 1845. I love imagining pioneers like the Donner Party or Little House Peeps eating gelatin on the prairie. To make a light snack for after school, start with Jell-O gelatin, like Mrs. Jenny Schrang of Miami. After the kids are off to school, I often take a couple of minutes to make them light Jell-O gelatin snacks for when they get home. So gelatin was super popular in Victorian times and eaten by royalty in the upper class. And then in 1899, Pearl Bixby Waite and his wife May sold Jell-O to an orator, Francis Woodward, whose company made a popular drink called Grain-O. Grain-O. 
Now, the rise of refrigerators led to the rise of Jell-O, along with orator-turned-Jell-O entrepreneur sending traveling salesmen far and wide to give out free Jell-O cookbooks. To make a light snack that's fun to eat, start with Jell-O. Now, by 1930, congealed salads, combining Jell-O with vegetables, ew, was all the rage. And by 1936, Jell-O introduced instant puddings. Too late to make dessert. Wait, it's not too late to make dessert. Never too late anymore, because now the Jell-O family of famous desserts brings you new Jell-O instant pudding that needs no cooking. Now, I could go on about Jell-O's history, but we'll end with three really weird Jell-O trivia tidbits. Number one, Jell-O is very popular with Mormons. Two, there's a Jell-O museum in upstate New York. And three, in 2018, Jell-O and DreamWorks TV collaborated on an animated series. Just add to milk and beat in minutes. This terrific new busy day dessert is ready to eat. Creamy, nourishing, so delicious. Who, who gave you your ektar? Where did you get the ektar from? Which one? Your first nectar. Jesus. No, it was not biblical. <laughs> Where did I get the first nectar? The ektar, which literally means one string, is the one-stringed instrument Wavy plays, and it originated in India as the tool of wandering bards and minstrels. Now, if you remember from past episodes, Wavy's touring stand-up comedy show from the 1960s was called Hugh Romney and His Electric Toothpick, which must have referred to his ektar. Many strings never in tune one string. Sometimes I get lucky. That's part of it, going through my stuff. Uh... Boof, we can think about it. We can come back to it later. I was given this is it. Uh, yes, that's it. Many strings never in tune. One string, sometimes I get lucky, so plunk, plunk, plunk. And uh, out of that came uh, not only, uh, but, but but the basic human needs, which is about to become a big hit through the Ace of Cups. The Ace of Cups is the counterculture all-girl band with original Mary prankster Denise Kaufman, who we met in episodes four and five, as the lead singer. The Ace of Cups released a cover of Wavy's song Basic Human Needs in 2020. You can see videos of it. Wavy's in the recording studio, and it's totally fantastic. And I'm very excited about that. I always said, if that song could be a hit, I'll, I'll write another one. But otherwise, that's it. Clown to tower. I went into space. One, two, one, two, three, four. And wouldn't it be thrilling 
If folks stopped their killing and started in tilling the land. Basic human needs, basic human deeds, when what comes naturally. That's the Ace of Cups and Wavy's Basic Human Needs, released in 2020. Go buy it, go listen to it, stream it, share it with everybody. It's totally amazing. Anyhow, it may come to pass. And not only that, if it does, I'm looking forward to writing another song. <laughs> what was perhaps about irrigation <laughs> and world peace through vegetables. If you were wavy gravy, the moon was made of green cheese, and the interstellar medium was made of chocolate pudding. Would you play a part? Open up your heart. If we were wavy gravy. From central casting, there's no use in asking. The only dance there is a soda topped with fizz, a root beer floater. Well, I've reached my quota when we were wavy gravy. Okay, so we know Wavy's been a performer since the late 1950s when he started jazz and poetry shows on the East Coast. And when I was a kid growing up with him at Camp on a Rainbow, he was always playing dress-up and doing his reoccurring characters around camp. We learned about his alter egos Matt Welcome and Al Dente in past episodes. Hello, I'm Matt Welcome. I'd like to make you welcome. I used to do it laying in doorways. (laughs) But I was curious about his other iconic characters. How about your French avion character? Who's that? Who? So I remember Wavy wearing a cape goggles and an airplane nose beak and hosting the cabaret, the French-themed talent show at Camp Winter Rainbow. It's a little more highbrow than the tornado of talent. So I pressed the 86-year-old clown for info about his airplane-beaked character. Your French avion character, where you wear the the airplane nose for the cabaret? Oh, Monsieur Le Concord! Monsieur Le Concord, meow! <laughs> the world is about to become a smaller place. Soon you'll be able to travel a mile every three seconds, well over 20 miles in just one minute. The phenomenal Concord. Oh, God, I haven't thought of him in a hundred years. Yeah, he was glorious fun, and I had goggles. And a, a lovely white scarf that would, uh, would go with that, that particular identity. We. What did Monsieur Le Concorde, what was his purpose? What did he do? Just uh, flew around the planet, uh, making people happy. And it beat walking. <laughs> or rail travel was also quite tedious. Aha. Of course, as a kid, the connection between the European Concorde airplane and the French-themed cabaret talent show eluded me. 
it's nice to put the dots together now, and these details really bring home how unique it was to grow up basking in the glow of such a brilliant intellectual comedian. You know, uh, what uh, Little Miss Muffet and Saddam Hussein have in common? What? Kurds got in their way! <laughs> That's awfully good, isn't it? <laughs> and not only that, you had to be there, because they actually did. So that doubled it up. It's one thing to have a cool saying, but when it, it appears in living color and art and structure, then it's more than just a little cool saying. It's architecture of humor. And uh, that I always adored because that was so much better than just something on paper when you could carry it out in your pocket. <laughs> Sunny days sweeping the clouds away. So, no surprise, I'm a huge vintage children's television fan growing up on old school Mr. Rogers, Sesame Street, and the Muppets. And to me, Wavy is similarly awesome. And Camp on Rainbow is kind of like Sesame Street. So I got to wondering if Wavy's path ever crossed with my 70s and 80s children's television heroes. Did you ever meet Mr. Rogers? No. I, I can tell you flat out, I never did. I wouldn't mind. He was a very sweet sweet man. I certainly adored uh, his goodness and glory. Uh, I was in in awe of it and uh, got to appear in his neighborhood one time and it was uh, a divine fun and inspiration. Tell me about that. You appeared in his neighborhood? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm speaking only media-wise. I believe it was on KPFA where all kinds of wonderful things always uh, occurred. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Did you ever encounter the Jim Henson and the Muppets or the Sesame Street gang? Not that I remember so, so well. I certainly adored uh, their platform. <laughs> and uh, the kindness that they just shoveled at you, uh, great heaps and mounds of, of kindness and goodness uh, that it was impossible to repel against. I've always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. Do you make an appearance on The Simpsons or did your ice cream? No, uh, Mr. Burns dressed up as me one time, and it was a very big deal. As I remember, he was on a boat, and then he came out of the galley of the boat, whipped off his wig and said, I'm not wavy gravy after all, and then he dove into the ocean. It was I, you fools. The man you trusted isn't wavy gravy at all. <laughs> And that's all I remember of that. <laughs> but it was a great thrill to actually uh, get mentioned on a Simpsons show. So let's make the most of this beautiful day since we're 
were together, we might as well say, Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Won't you be my neighbor? So for those who've never visited Wavy at his home, the hog farm commune in Berkeley, California, let me describe Wavy's bedroom, also known as Wavy's lair, where he was stationed for our many remote interviews. Now, Wavy's lair is a psychedelic folk art wonderland of vintage toys, posters, graphics, books, handmade treasures, and tidbit gems. Like me, Wavy is a toy collector. So being a clown, of course I asked him about whoopee cushions. I sent away ones for a really, really big one. And I'd I forget if it ever got to me or not. It was just the excitement of sending away for the darn thing. Yeah, it was enormous. That's why it appealed to me, because I always like things that are larger than life. Frisbee or a yo-yo or anything that's uh, bigger than it's supposed to be or smaller than it's supposed to be. I'm, I'm the tiny little tiddlywinks. They're really cool or, you know, giant ones with, of course, the uh, the Tibetan singing bowl dong. Wavy's referring to the hog farm bus adventure tiddlywink competition, which we covered in episode six. Dung. Oh, that was good. That was the best when Oxygen, she beat all those guys from MIT and got to come down south with us on the ASP, which was great. Remember, the ASP is one of the hog farm buses. And speaking of hog farm buses, here's some good hippie bus trivia, illustrating how Wavy was really an epicenter of the convergence of psychedelic and comedy history. Oh, Lord, it's not one thing, it's another. I learned that from Gilda Radner. Did you know her? Saturday Night Live. Nope, we just adored her uh, her character. She's like, it's always something. <laughs> a Mr. Richard Fader from Fort Lee, New Jersey, writes in and says, Dear Rosanna, Rosanna Dana. No surprise, I also adore Gilda Radner, who was one of the seven original cast members on Saturday Night Live. She tragically died of ovarian cancer in 1989 when she was only 42. <laughs> I quit smoking. Now I'm depressed. I gained weight. My face broke out. I'm nauseous. I'm constipated. My feet swelled. My gums are bleeding. My sinuses are clogged. I got heartburn. I'm cranky and I have gas. What should I do? Mr. Fader, you sound like a real attractive guy. You belong in New Jersey. He was uh, one of our favorite people back in the day when we could park the bus and watch SNL. SNL, for those of you who live on another planet, I know you're listening, is Saturday Night Live, an American sketch comedy TV show which premiered in 1975. Hi, I'm Gilda Rad. Good evening, Jen Curtin. I'm Dan Aykroyd. I'm Garrett Morris. Hi, I'm John Belushi. I'm Chevy Chase. Hello, I'm Bill Murray. This is Lorraine Newman saying... We used to, in, in the Kesey time, stop and uh, it wasn't Saturday Night Live. What else was it? Maybe it was SNL also. But we would always, uh, yeah, that was a tradition. We'd stop the bus and catch 
SNL. Now, Wavy was on the Prankster's bus in the 60s, so even though he said it was the Keezy times, he probably means the hog farm buses, which were rolling through America in the 1970s. And they would pull over every Saturday night for SNL. No matter what year it was or where we were in the world, if we could do it, we did it. <laughs> that sounds like a motto. If we could do it, we did it. <laughs> Oh, could we have the next slide, please? And for the next slide, we go to second-generation hog farmer Casper Vandermeer for more about growing up on a hippie bus with Wavy. We met Casper in episodes 10 and 11, and he's one of the sons of original hog farmer Calico, a Dutch-born Holocaust freedom fighter turned hippie, who yelled, We are buying yogurt! at the Bulgarian soldiers we heard about in the psychedelic Silk Road episode. So, Casper, you grew up born into the hog farm, born on a bus. Um, I, was not born, I was born in a hospital. Oh, that's surprising. <laughs> I was a complicated birth because they were twins, so we had to go to a hospital. But Joey was born on a bus, and Max was born on a bus. Jordan was born on a bus. Casper is listing his fellow hippie hog farm brothers. I don't know if Willie was born on a bus. I think Willie was born in, like, Yana or something like that. What do you remember about living on a bus? Every day was like a new place. It was amazing. You were free to be wherever you wanted. You only stopped in the cool spots that accepted you. So, so you were always just in like really cool, I, I guess the term would be really progressive places now, but it was just kind of normal then. Just super hip. You just didn't hit places all the time. And it would be weird because you would think you would drive, you'd, you'd fall asleep on the bus while you're driving. You'd wake up the next day, you'd be somewhere. And you think about, I think about it now, it seemed like it would be a long time, but you'd drive from like Laytonville to Sebastopol. Laytonville and Sebastopol are small towns in Northern California. You know, two hour drive now. Back then it was probably more like a four or five hour drive just because of the road. It was just, it was cool. The cops would hassle you a lot. They ask you to move all the time. Do you have any specific memories of being a kid and the cops hassling you guys on the bus? Well, yeah, I mean, there'd always be a knock on the door like, hey, you can't park here. Like, all right. <laughs> then my dad, my dad would get up and light a cigarette and move the bus. Casper's dad, Sean Cassidy, was a hog farmer known for his expert bus mechanic skills. Apparently, he could fix anything. He died in the 1980s. But they were always in our driveway. Like, we'd always have a place that our bus would be on our driveway. And just culture, I'd never, um, I could never imagine not having a bus on your property. It'd be ridiculous. So what are your earliest memories of Wavy? Wavy did the same thing our, for our family that he does for, like, everybody else. He, he MCs everything in our family. So, like, when it was Christmas time, Wavy would be the MC of Christmas or Thanksgiving or if we had parties or anything like that. Wavy was always kind of out front, kind of, like, doing the ceremonial stuff of all the uh, events that we did just internally, family-wise. I think about it now, it's pretty cool that that was the MC of your life. Yes, indeed, and moving right along. Uh, events of January 27th in 1880, Thomas Edison patented... The electric incandescent lamp. Light on, Tom. Ha! <laughs> In 1973, the Vietnam War was formally ended when ministers from the United States, North and South Vietnam, and the Viet Cong signed an agreement in Paris, and everybody danced in the streets. Woo! Including us. <laughs> yeah, we were out there. Ah, and January 27th is National Chocolate Cake Appreciation Day. 
<laughs> He's a good guy to have in your back pocket. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I asked my friend to explain to me what an acorn is. They said it's an oak tree in a nutshell. Da 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 da. Maybe be the MC of your birthday, of your you know your other hippie brother's birthdays and things like that. All right. You know, not just him, but all the other farmer, hog farmers, you know, that came up with like the cultural things that we do for our birthdays, like no hands cakes. And remember when you turned 40, you got a 40 year old hippie t-shirt. And I remember I always wanted one of those. When I turned 40, I was like, I want my, want my 40 year old hippie t-shirt. I think it was a blessing because honestly, I don't think those guys thought they'd make it that long. That old. It's good to have him around Love will prop him up When the world tries to knock him down That old batter clown Is rolling round the bend He's everybody's friend That batter clown That old batter clown He's riding on the bus He's someone you can trust and it's just like all of us, that batter clown. Everybody's friend. Good to see him again, that old clown. Laughter is the valve on the pressure cooker of life. If you don't laugh at stuff, you end up with your your. Beans on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Or your brains, of course. Beans are better, but brains uh, will suffice. Because uh, that's uh, what we're into. Thanks for listening to American Prankster. Now, I'm making this series for free because I believe in Wavy's story. If you can financially support this, Google Wavy Gravy Podcast GoFundMe to donate. And you can find more of my podcasts at rainbowvalentine.com, bonus content at patreon.com slash rainbowvalentine, and more at facebook.com slash rainbowvalentinelemur, like the animal, L-E-M-U-R, and instagram.com slash rainbowvalentinelemur, plus my not-so-secret Instagram, the Yuku Lady. American Prankster bonus episodes are executive produced by Rainbow Valentine Studios, Thessaly Lerner, Rainbow Valentine, and Wavy Gravy. Bonus episode number one, written, edited, produced, and scored by Thessaly Lerner, with original music by Will Collins. Hope for a golden summer. The ukulele, Gabby Lala, and the Wavy Gravy-themed songs are by Noodle McDoodle. Mixed and mastered by Brian Slusher, narrated by Rainbow Valentine. Associate producers are Sage Leem, Trina Calderon, Zappo Dickinson, Jundit Sykes, Jahanara Romney, and Mark Margolis. Logo by Jordan Paisano. Special thanks to our bonus episode number one guest, Casper Vandermeer. Thanks to the Ace of Cups for releasing Wavy's song Basic Human Needs as a fancy single. And appreciation to all the do re budget donors, our partners at Pantheon Podcasts, you, our listener, and the incomparable Wavy Gravy. Raise a glass to the downfall of evil and towards the fun. <laughs> Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. 
Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 